Welcome to the Team of a Lifetime show. This podcast is all about helping you propel your team's performance to an extraordinary level. I'm Sally Love, your host of the Team of a Lifetime show. Tune in as my expert guests and I tackle the tough challenges teams have to overcome to achieve success. You'll get insight, powerful proven practices, and the inspiration you need to lead effectively, build an amazing team culture, and deliver results that people didn't even believe were possible. Let's get started. Today's episode is going to be a little bit different. I'm going to be my own guest on the show, and I'm excited about that because there's a particular insight about turning points that I want to share with you, and I believe that this can have a really positive impact on you and your life. And so as I record this episode, it's Thanksgiving week here in the United States, and I remember vividly one particular Thanksgiving It was 6.03 a.m. on Thanksgiving Day. I was sitting in my car at a stoplight, impatiently waiting for the light to turn. It finally turned green. I went a few hundred more yards. And as I turned the corner to this football stadium parking lot, all I could see were cars. There were cars everywhere. This football stadium parking lot was virtually full. Now, we're talking 6.03 in the morning on Thursday, Thanksgiving Day. I had never imagined that that many people would show up for a Thanksgiving Day turkey trot in this little West Texas town that we were living in at the time. I mean, it just never occurred to me. I was expecting, you know, something like maybe 50 cars in the parking lot. Well, there, let's just suffice it to say there were a lot more cars than that. My first thought was there's still time to turn the car around, drive back home, and go back to bed and get some more sleep before preparing Thanksgiving dinner. Because I am not a runner. I have never been a runner. I don't desire to be a runner. In fact, I don't even like running. And I'm not a morning person. And to get up early on a holiday to run in a race, oh my goodness, What was I thinking back in July when these two young women friends of mine invited me and encouraged me and coaxed me into agreeing to do the race? And I'm thinking, okay, I can still turn the car around and go home. But that's not what I needed to do. I had made a commitment to meet these young friends there and to run the race. But there was more to it than that for me because I really wanted to prove to myself that I could do it. And I don't mean just complete the turkey trot because, I mean, after all, the turkey trot is not like it's an ultra marathon, a marathon, or even a half marathon. I had set a goal for myself to complete the race in a respectable time for an inexperienced runner. I had done the research and I had come up with a time that I thought would be really challenging for me. And that is something that I set out to prove that morning. So I really needed to park the car, get out and go ahead and follow through. 
on this. And I, I knew that if I didn't follow through on this race, that I was going to be really disappointed in myself. So instead of turning the car around, driving home and going back to sleep like I really wanted to, I reluctantly found one of the few remaining parking places back in the North 40. I got out of my car, I locked it, and slowly I started weaving my way through the parking lot, through all those cars towards the check-in station. Now, on my way through that parking lot, I passed a lot of experienced-looking runners. They were fit. They were dressed like experienced runners. You know the type, the, the runners who make running a marathon look like a piece of cake. Yep, those runners. And then I passed a couple of very fit, very spry, 80-plus-something-year-olds stretching and warming up in the parking lot. I thought, I still have time to go back to my car and head home. And surely that must happen to a lot of people. You sign up for a race. It sounds really good in July when you sign up for it. And then on Thanksgiving morning, when you can sleep in and enjoy a day off from work, you think, nah, maybe not. But I continued on and I made my way from the North 40 up there to the check-in table and they gave me my bib. And, you know, a bib is the piece of paper that you pin to your shirt and it has a number on it to identify you as a runner. And guess what my bib number was? Well, it was 30, which means that I was the 30th person to sign up for the race. So you see, back in July, I was pretty eager, as was uh, noted on my bib number. Then the woman at the check-in handed me this little electronic device. I didn't even know what it was. Remember, I'd never run a race before. And so what I was told to do is lace this through a lace on one of my running shoes. And that would record my official time. Now, by this time, I'm starting to think, you know what? This is a little more serious than I thought it was. So I got my bib and the little electronic sensor all situated, and, and then I went and, and I found my young friends. And so we then started moving over towards the starting line. And most of the runners were there and in the, you know, ready to get started. And people were jogging in place and getting loose. And there was so much energy and excitement. You, you could just Feel the energy in the air. And it's still not seven o'clock in the morning on Thanksgiving. So everybody's lined up. The race officials are telling everybody to get ready. And at seven o'clock sharp, the horn sounded, and over a thousand people, myself included, took off running like we were running for our lives. And the super fast runners, those who were there to try to win the race, oh my goodness, they were positioned at the front, as you would imagine, and they were running so fast, it looked like maybe they'd been shot out of a cannon. And so our first mile was downhill. I mean, how awesome is that? It's downhill. 
This was actually fun. And I thought to myself, hey, this is not so bad. And I was running alongside my young friends. And you know how they say that when you're running, you're in the right zone as far as your heart rate, as long as you can still have a conversation with people. Well, that was happening. We were talking and we were doing a little bit of laughing and things were great. And I'm thinking, you know what? This is this is not bad. I can do this. And maybe I can really achieve my time that I've set for myself. But then we passed the one mile marker and the terrain leveled out. And unfortunately, I leveled out right along with it. And it was harder for me to keep up the same pace. And I quickly realized, you know, the pace of this second mile is not going to be the pace of the first mile, which had a nice downhill slope to it. My friends, however, seemed to hit their stride. It was clear they had a lot more experience, a lot more conditioning, and a lot more stamina than I had. And they started to pull ahead of me. I could tell that they felt bad about it. You know, like, hey, we invited Sally to do this. Should we hang back? I knew that's what they were thinking. I assured them, though, that They needed to continue on. They needed to go at whatever pace they could go at so they could post a really good time that was consistent with their goals. And so they started pulling away from me for real then, and I continued on at my slower pace. Then right at the one and a half mile marker, guess who passed me? Yep, you guessed it. It was those 80-plus-year-olds. They were passing me on my right. And at first, you know, that was really a tough pill to swallow. But something happened with my mindset at that particular point. And I realized just how exciting it was for them to be 80-plus-years-old And they're out there really getting it done. And so I encouraged them. We did some high fives as they passed by me. And I encouraged them to go ahead and give it everything they had so that they too could finish the race with a great time. Then finally, what seemed like forever, with my lungs burning, I could see the finish line. And guess what? It is right back up that hill that we had run down to begin the race. And I was thinking to myself, how cruel is this? I mean, it was awesome that we got to start going downhill, but how cruel to make us finish going uphill. But I slogged up that hill at a slower pace and gasping for breath, I crossed the finish line. And, and it was a great feeling for me, not to have just finished the race, but to have followed through on my commitment. And then I realized from looking at my fitness watch that I had done even better on my race time than the goal that I had set for myself. I discovered a lot during that turkey trot. It's so important that we try new things. Trying new things broadens our horizons. It opens up new possibilities and and can even add a little excitement to our lives. 
And trying things outside of our comfort zone, well, that stretches us. And it proves to ourselves that we are capable of so much more than we believe we are. You see, we all have tremendous potential inside of us that is untapped, that is waiting to be unlocked. And so it's important that we not settle for only what is comfortable for us. You know, I think about what if I had turned the car around and driven back home and gone back to sleep and not participated in that turkey trot? I would have missed out on so much. I am so thankful for the memories of that turkey trot with friends whom I will likely never see again. And it's also crucial that when the going gets tough, when we're faced with that turning point, whatever the turning point is in our lives, that we don't give up, but instead we push beyond the turning point. That's where the gratification and satisfaction comes from, is moving beyond the turning point. I'm so thankful I ran that turkey trot that I set a challenging goal for myself and that I pushed myself to complete it in a respectable time. What about you? What have you been wanting to do that you just haven't moved forward on, either in business or in your personal life? What potential do you have that is just waiting? To be unlocked. May this be the day that you put a stake in the ground and push beyond your turning point. As we wrap up today, will you do something for me? Will you share this episode with somebody else so that they can benefit from it too? And if you're really serious about creating an exceptional team, just reach out to me at sallyloveinspires.com and we'll talk about how my team success formula can help you transform your team into the team of a lifetime. I'll be back with another episode soon. Be sure to follow or subscribe so that you don't miss those future episodes.